Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 27 of the Movie Multiverse podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Chartier, joined as always by my co-host, Stephen Verville. How are you today, Stephen? Doing good, man. Beautiful Sunday today, relaxing, watching some baseball, recording a great episode on the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah, enjoying the nice weather. It's a long weekend. Um, enjoying the extra time off before, you know, you got to go back to work. But uh... <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> hey, you got to pay the bill somehow, right? Exactly. Keep the lights on. What have you been up to there the past week? Uh, not much, really. I've been mostly just playing video games, watching a lot of baseball. Um, yeah, I had to watch The Witcher this week, so that was actually really fun. We're going to get more into that later. Uh, but no, yeah, it's been a good week. How about you? Anything interesting? Any new shows? No, same here. Um, I've just been, you know, keeping up with my week shows there. The, uh, the summer I turned pretty, uh, I've been enjoying uh, season two so far. So, um, and, uh, good omens is one I'm, uh, I'm excited to jump into, I think this week, although I have, uh, I also have high school musical, the musical, the series to, uh, watch that's coming out on Wednesday. So nice. Um, you must be looking forward to that. Oh, I am very much looking forward to that and dreading the end of it because yeah, it's the last quick. season. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm very excited and, uh, Excited to get into the news because um, we have a new trailer for Loki season two. You've just seen it. What are yeah. your thoughts? Man, uh, it looks like it's going to be really, really interesting. Like, it's hard to really quantify my thoughts here because, because the trailer is almost a little confusing. Uh, since it is like multiversal in a sense, it's very difficult to see exactly what's happening. But we've basically gotten our look at glitching again. Uh, a theme we've seen a few different times throughout different films and uh, this time it's loki who's going to be glitching in and out of time it seems and uh it's going to be probably one of the mysteries of the season uh did you do you think that's a, a cool concept that they're bringing into the mcu i think it's really cool um and it reminds me in a way to the spider-verse glitching but it's very it seems like it's very different because he seems to be glitching to different times Whereas yeah. obviously the Spider-Verse one um, was glitching because they were in a different universe, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so like, yeah, I'm really intrigued to see what where they go with that um, and how that works. Now, the TVA is a whole concept that's like really interesting. Um, Loki season one is probably like I'm not it, it's it's either one or two for me. It always rotates between WandaVision and Loki. But um, like, obviously, I thought season one was absolutely outstanding um and season two looks like it's just going to be more of the same which i'm super stoked for um it just looks incredible and then the, obviously the introduction of the uh, kq kwan um at the beginning of the trailer um i think it's going to be a fantastic addition to uh, uh loki and obviously the return of kang um as uh victor timely um so I, i'm intrigued to see where that goes um now you know whether or not jonathan major stays in the mcu past this um you know they weren't going to refilm loki season two so you know this was going to happen regardless um but uh what happens in the future i guess is still to be determined i think his trial got pushed to, to september now so we'll see what happens there but uh, yeah there's a lot of unknown when it comes to him and even the legal situation there's a lot of false and just completely like offsetting reports going around so i'm not going to get in, like into it because i do not know exactly what is the truth here we'll see what plays out but i agree like they were definitely not going to reshoot this 
I, I still think he's going to probably kill it in this. Like he's, he's such a talented uh, Kang yeah. Uh, as an actor, separating him from anything in real life. Like as an actor, he played this role well. So I'm, I, I am looking forward to that. Uh, it was cool seeing the Loki variant Sylvie again. Uh, I thought that was nice. And I actually, I'm, they kind of left it up in the air of like what she's going to be doing this season. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't tell if she was going to be helping uh, our Loki or if, you know, maybe she was going to become like a, a, a kind of villain. They were working together in one or scene, but you know, it was kind of hard to get a judge on that. Uh, do you think she's going to be a main character or more like just like a, a, a slightly featured character? I think she, honestly, I think it's going to be her Loki and obviously, uh, Owen Wilson that are going to be the main characters here as it was in season one I would be shocked if it wasn't um, that said like it's kind of it is unclear to me whether or not um, because at the end of Loki season one right he jumped to a different time or universe or something so is it are these like is this the Mobius that we've known through season one of Loki or is it a different Mobius is that the Sylvie that we've known or is it a different one? You know what I mean? Like it's, it's tough, yeah. Yeah, it's it's very unclear. And I think that's what makes this like so intriguing because there there are so many answers that are left to be answered, obviously. Um yeah, exactly. and yeah. uh, you know, I'm just very excited to obviously find out what happens. Um and like I don't want to get ahead of myself, but like I like listen, I love this show so much. I love the character of Loki so much. Um, I would love to get a season three. I don't know what their plans are, but you know, I th- I feel like it would be awesome. Um, that said, I'm very excited for season two and to see where it goes. Uh, me too. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, for season three, I, I would gladly welcome that as long as season two is good, which is what the expectation. And uh, I don't want Tom Hiddleston to go anywhere just yet. So yeah, if there's no season three, I just feel like we won't see Loki again. So, mm-hmm. you know, keep it going as long as it's good. And uh, I look forward to this starting in October. Honestly, same here, same here. Um, And to be honest with you, I think one theory that I've had um, I'm going to share it with you. Yeah, please. Um, is that I think maybe what happens here with the multiverse saga is um, Loki. Like this, w- this will be the end of the, like where we see Loki, the end of the multiverse saga. And maybe at the end of the multiverse saga, Loki and Sylvie or Loki and Mobius or s- someone like Loki decides to go off into the Citadel um, and just, you know, do the work that the TVA did again to close the timeline and kind of save, you know, everything from uh, incursions and all that stuff. Um, kind of doing the role of he who remains. Um, yeah, that would be neat. I feel like that'd be kind of like a full circle thing. Uh, obviously, we first meet Loki in Avengers 1 where he's or obviously in Thor, but, you know, he's a villain originally. Yeah. Um, and to have him kind of sacrifice his life in the end. Um, to kind of keep everyone safe. I feel like that would be like a real, really cool arc uh, to see him go off of. And like, I'm not sure what they have planned for him, but I feel like that would be a cool way to end his character arc um, and to close off the multiverse saga. Yeah, for sure. And uh, just a quick question for you. Um, Loki's been, like you said, he's been in the Marvel Cinematic Universe since Thor, which I believe was the third MCU film, if not fourth. Do you think Loki, both versions that we got, we got the one in this in the show, which is kind of an offshoot of our main Loki, and then also the Loki who died at the hands of Thanos. Do you think that character has had uh, maybe top five, top ten best character development in all of Marvel? Yeah, probably. Um, and like, like Tom Hiddleston plays him so well, and he's so charismatic um, by the way he plays the character that you know 
he's so it just makes him so likable right he's doing stuff that you don't like but you're like you're still cheering for him um and yeah like in terms of arcs and stuff like that so he obviously lost all of the <laughs> all of the character uh development um in loki season one right because he was obviously taken from the timeline of uh the 2012 loki um that said the way they did it in loki season one and like kind of did all his development in episode one um having him see his future see what he did see what happens um i thought that was absolutely fantastic and i would agree with you like i i feel like it is like a a, a top 10 arc probably uh character arc in the mcu what do you think i, I definitely agree with that like i was just thinking about uh about three days ago when i watched uh Guardians Volume 3 about how much I loved Nebula's character growth. And then, you know, we, we were just talking about how Loki's been in, in the MCU so long. And I, I thought to myself, like, yeah, he's definitely up there. And, and I just, I, I really like that we've basically at this point gotten two different versions of him, in a sense, lead to the same path of almost becoming like a hero, in, in yeah. a sense. And I, I thought it was really neat how they handled it in Loki Season 1. So, yeah, I, I definitely put him up there. I would have to do a list, like, genuinely, though. like top yeah. List. I was just thinking about that. I was like, I would have to do a list to actually see if it is like top 10, top 15 or whatever. But but like, yeah, I feel like it's up there. Like off the top of my head, it's really hard to name many better, like really quick. Like it's very difficult. I'm not even going to name names because like it's very, I know I'm going to forget somebody. So <laughs> it, it's, just, it's crazy that like this one character, but also like he's always been important, right? He was the main villain of the first Avengers movie, which was like a, an extremely, it was almost like a genre defining film. So, you know, uh, he's definitely always had a cultural significance within that, this franchise. For sure. And no, like Avengers 1 is probably the most important film in the MCU. Uh, without it, you know, none of nothing would have continued. Right. No, exactly. <laughs> so. And it, it set up everything. It was it, the early success. And, uh, you know, I uh, it's one of my favorites, uh, mostly due to nostalgia. But I also even just think it's it's a really easy rewatch. Absolutely. Totally agree. Going on to the next news point, uh, Wonder Woman 3 with Gal Gadot apparently in development uh, by Peter Saffron and uh, I think I said that correctly, um, and James Gunn, um, according to Gal herself. Uh, in an interview she did like months ago, because uh, obviously she can't do any interviews right now. Yes. About anything. Um, now, what was, what, it was kind of unclear to me, and I don't know if you saw this news, um, but like it, I was hearing like differing reports here where I was like, it was a wonder woman three um, that was developed. That is going to be developed by gun and, and, and Saffron um, okay. in the DCU that, that gun is doing. And then there was other reports where it was like, no, he just said it was a wonder woman three with Gal Gadot and in, you know, it's going to be like DC else worlds uh, just to finish off her trilogy. Um, like, I would just find it extremely confusing if they were to bring Gal Gadot into the new DCU. Um, and I feel like it would it would bring on in just unnecessary confusion. I don't know what you think there, um, if you would agree with that. But, like, I feel like it's cool if you say, like, you know, okay, we really didn't like um, the story that uh, Patty Jenkins was going with with Wonder Woman 3. Um, we'll help you develop a good story uh, for Wonder Woman 3 to finish your arc. Um, and that'll be that. I feel like that would be cool, but like I don't know if I'm like cool with like them bringing Gal Gadot into their DCU, especially with a new Batman and a new uh, Superman. Obviously, um, what are your thoughts? I'm gonna agree with you there because like as soon as I saw this report, it was all over Twitter the day it happened. Yeah, and 
right away, I, I didn't really look into it and on how official this was, but in my head, I was like, what the hell is James Gunn doing? Yeah. Uh, like Wonder Woman 3 being in this new DC universe would be absolutely idiotic in my opinion. Like it, would, it wouldn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. Now, if they are rebooting it and it's like Wonder Woman 1 of the DCU, but it's still Gal Gadot, that might be a little better. But like you said, it's, it's like you start though, getting confusing because right? you're getting you're recasting, right? Yeah. So why not just recast them all? So I don't know. Like, has James Gunn even like talked about this yet, or are we still just going off of what Gal said? Yeah, like I'm not sure there's much you could do until uh Gunn actually comes out and talks about it, right? I mean, this is kind of like a okay, cool, Wonder Woman 3 is in development, but uh it's kind of like for me, I I don't really from the article that I read, I didn't really get anything from it. Uh confirming whether or not it's in the new dcu so um yeah i mean it'd, it'd be good to know um, but but i'm not i'm not sure we're gonna get anything confirming that yes or no um until you know james gunn actually comes out on twitter which i think he's like lowered the amount of the amount of stuff he tweets um from uh when he obviously used to tweet a lot um but uh yeah no i agree uh if they if it is a wonder woman three and it's not part of the dc universe like i don't know who really asked for this like wonder woman 2 was just apparently such a disaster i still haven't seen that film me i'm never gonna watch it i've just heard it's so bad that it's like i don't really want to like you know what i mean um yeah. what's crazy though is like the first wonder woman's actually a, a solid superhero movie um, i agree i like that movie a lot I, li- I liked her i liked her arc a lot i liked her chemistry with chris pine and I thought I thought it was a really good movie. And you know, I, I'm not going to agree with the masses. A lot of people are really mad that it's not even just like a confusion aspect. It's more like they don't like her as Wonder Woman. But I actually thought she was a pretty good Wonder Woman. So for me, like that's not the problem. Like you said, it's more of a like what's going on here. And I'm not really going to pass too much judgment until we actually get a proper explanation about what this is from the heads uh, of DC. Because for now, it's just kind of like just gal talking, and that that's fine. But yeah, it's it's hard to really put it into perspective without knowing where this sits in universe. Totally agree. I totally agree. Um, moving on to the next point here. Uh, the summer I turned pretty renewed for a season three at Prime Video. So I, I talked earlier in the episode about uh, me enjoying season two. So um, I'm obviously pretty satisfied with this. Um, now it's based off a book series. Uh, the book series is a trilogy. So uh a season three is not entirely shocking to me. Um, what really is kind of intriguing me right now is that they didn't confirm it was the last season. Um, so I'm not sure if they have plans to potentially um, expand the story uh, past the books, or maybe if they're like planning to split uh, the books into two seasons or something like that. Um, I, I would honestly doubt that at this point um, because um well, the shows are they're typically like eight to ten episodes, and like that's more than plenty <laughs> to cover the entire book. So I think what's more likely here is that either when they announce the release date of season three, they announce it as the last season, um, you know, after it's been filmed and you know ready to be released, obviously, um, or uh, potentially they feel like there's you know more story to tell. Um, and I know the writer of the book is very involved in uh, the story and the show itself. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with this news and uh, we'll see how that goes. Well, like you said, you're watching season two right now. It's nice that while you're enjoying a season that it's like 
right away something like they're guaranteeing you another season right off the bat. You don't have to wonder. It kind of gives you a little bit more reassurance as a, as a viewer that, you know, there's there's something to look forward to. And I like when companies do that. So I'm glad that they came out and did this one early. For sure. For sure. And it makes you like, uh, in a way, it's it's kind of weird, right? But it, it makes you a little bit less stressed while you're watching it. Because you, you know you're going to see more of the characters. Um, so, yeah. No, totally agree. Very happy that they did this. Um, and I'm uh, looking forward to watching the rest of season two, obviously. And uh, season three, when it does come out. Um, For sure. But but please uh, make a fair deal with your writers and actors first. Uh, That's you know. probably the most important aspect, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazon, uh, you, you guys have plenty of money, please. Are you sure they have a lot of money? I heard they were going out of business. Yeah, no, I mean... They're... <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> Rough times for, for Prime. Rough times. <laughs> They're not doing free shipping anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Uh, and uh, this next one's uh, a rumor, but uh, nonetheless a cool one and one that I, I kind of uh, feel is inevitable to happen anyways, uh, considering the amount of live-action reboots that are happening. Um, yeah. But a live-action uh, Tangled remake apparently in the works at Disney. So yeah, I, I really liked this animated movie. So I'm obviously very excited for for this whenever it does come out. Yeah, me too. I love I loved that movie when it came out. I actually thought it was really charming. I, I liked the chemistry between uh, Rapunzel and um, Fudge. What, what's the, what's the what's the guy's name? <laughs> oh geez, uh, that's a good question. It's, it's an interesting name. Ryder be- Flynn Ryder. There you go, Flynn. Yeah, I was trying to think. I should have thought of Breaking Bad. I would have thought of Flynn right away. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I love their chemistry and I liked the, the entire plot of that film. I thought it was great. So a live action remake, you know, I don't love live, live action remakes, but this is a good one uh, to remake. I think this is going to be probably pretty cool if they do it right. Yeah, obviously very excited for this uh, for this remake. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed the animated one, like I said, and uh, uh, looking forward to see who they cast in these roles. I think that could be very intriguing. Um, you know, they don't necessarily got to cast... Um, uh, per obviously the race or two white people. Um, I feel like if they go with a, uh, you know, a person of color with for Rapunzel or something like that, I feel like that would be pretty cool. Um, Matrei, um, who played uh, the lead in Never Have I Ever, um, has uh tweeted that she has interest in potentially playing a uh, Rapunzel in live action. So I feel like that would be a pretty cool casting. But obviously, uh, I would trust Disney with whoever they cast because the, um. They obviously know best, so yeah, yeah. I'm pretty open to anything there as long as the stories. I I, I like when the stories one to one. So like as long as the story is done the way the 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 original was, I I'm, I don't really care as long as the casting is good. It doesn't matter what you know. It could be an alien for all I care as long as they're doing <laughs> a good job performing. Yeah, no, totally agree. Um, and this last bit of news here, I have uh, I am Groot season two to release on September sixth on Disney Plus. So. Um, I I feel like this is a like, this is not something that's super important in the MCU. Um, I think something I saw though was that uh, I believe the Watcher is making his live action debut in this show. Oh wow! Okay. So so that's pretty cool. Um, but that said, like this is just a fun little show that you know will take you ten minutes to watch all five episodes or whatever. Um, and it's supposed to be just enjoyable, a, a quick little bite of entertainment, if you will. Yeah, I, I I didn't watch season one, and I'll be honest, I don't even think I'm going to watch season two, but okay, fair enough. there's uh, The Watcher in there, it might be a little more tempting. 
yeah. So um, I think I saw it on Twitter. I, I don't know if it's true because I didn't actually look at the trailer myself. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, um, I'll probably watch it when it comes out and uh, maybe I'll give like a quick two minute review. But uh, <laughs> yeah, please do. other than that, like, you know, it'll just take me 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes to watch. And hey, it's get back to your day, essentially. Exactly. It's like a YouTube YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, it's a reel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you have any other news that you saw that you wanted to talk about or anything like that? I know there was a bunch of rumors for the Fantastic Four this week again, but yeah, I, I mean, at this point, it's just freaking rumors over and over and over again. And it's like, this person's been offered the role. This person's been offered the role. And um, until it's official, I feel like I don't know if there's a real a, a real point in talking about it. No, definitely not. I did actually have something. I I'm gonna before I actually say it like officially. I'm just gonna double check. It's officially official. Uh, it's actually about the Witcher books. Okay. Um. Apparently, the 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 writer Andrich, I believe his name Sapkowski, is going to be writing a new Witcher novel this year. Yeah, it's officially official. So within the year, we're getting another uh, book from the original author in the Witcher series. So that's something to look forward to. It's the first one in a decade. Do you know, like, did the story, like, was it finished off, essentially? I'm not actually sure. I've never finished the last book. Apparently, according to one of my coworkers, he's a big Witcher guy. He said the first Witcher video game, which came out in 2006 or 2007, apparently it takes place right after the last book. Oh. So there is a lot of world left there that they could tell. So I'm looking forward to this in the sense that it's just nice to get a modern story from the actual creator of this of this universe i I think that's something i look forward to first time in a decade it's going to be a one of those hot books i think it's going to be hard to keep on the shelves interesting interesting um and you've uh i guess for context for the people listening you've read i think the first book you said right and you were starting the second yeah that's exactly it yeah i read the first book probably about five years ago it's kind of like a a congealment of short stories. It's basically season one of the Witcher show in a book. Right. Uh, and then the okay. next one is the start of the actual story. Uh, it's called blood of elves. I believe. Yeah. Blood of elves is the first book in I think a five book run. And we're going to be getting our sixth book uh, in the story. Apparently within a year is what he said that he, his plan was. Okay. Well, yeah. That's interesting. I was excited. I was like, that's kind of neat. Just like I said, getting from like the the author himself getting back involved is exciting i I don't know okay so are you excited for those or oh absolutely you're you're very excited for the new one obviously yeah exactly like i'm not caught up in the books but i just think it's awesome because we're also getting a witcher 4 game at some point like there's just a lot of new witcher content coming out and i love that it's uh, one of my one of those universes that came to me more recently in life and i just i love it like i've been you know following it my whole life so i'm i'm excited that's awesome. That's awesome, man. Um, and you have uh, a couple books to catch up on in the meantime. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Five of them. <laughs> they're, they're easy reads, though. They're very interesting. I find like you get lost in these types of books. Very like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings-esque. So okay. definitely got a good feeling that uh, he's probably going to come out with another gem. That's awesome, man. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for you. All right. Speaking of The Witcher, so we're going to take a quick break now. And then when we return, we'll be back with our Witcher Season 3 Part 2 review. And we are back with our review for The Witcher Season 3 Part 2. Steven, are you ready? Dying to get this started. 
dying. All right. So I guess that before we get started, just want to give a spoiler warning for uh, The Witcher Season 3 Part 2 specifically, but obviously uh, the entire show in its entirety, um, more specifically. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. Um, I will just go quickly through episodes uh, six, seven, and eight, kind of what happened. Um, and then um, we can just talk about what we thought about it. And uh, um, obviously the different plot points that happened and what may happen next. So um, obviously there was the attack on uh, Eretuza at the beginning of episode six. Um, we obviously see the... Uh, we we start right away at the flashback that uh, uh, not the flashback sorry but the uh, that the cliffhanger that happened at the end of episode five, um, and uh, yeah so uh, Nilfgaard the elves and uh, Vilgeforth are attacking essentially Eretuza, um, Siri and Yennefer kind of is you know they both escape uh, where they're being held and kind of find each other in the forest. Um, Another really cool thing I feel like Tissaia obviously using that like last resort spell that essentially freaking just took all of the energy out of her. Um, and uh, yeah, so she was just an old lady at the end, essentially. Um, Yennefer, obviously, after she they reunite with uh, Geralt and uh, Ciri, um, so she returns to go save Tissaia. Um, Vilgaforth and Geralt have a beach fight uh, where Vilgaforth just freaking hands it to Geralt. Um, and Siri running away from uh, Vilgaforth after he defeated Geralt um, uh, essentially destroys the Tower of Eretuza um, and disappears. And that is where episode six kind of ends. Uh, any quick comments on episode six? I thought episode six was great, actually. Like, I thought it answered, not answered, but, like, it followed up really well on that cliffhanger. It kind of, it gave me what I wanted out of it, right? Like, everything kind of lined up well. Um, I thought there was a lot of, again, the choreography in this episode was badass. Like, the fight yep. between Geralt and Gildefort on the on the beach, I thought was really cool. And it, it really showed that Geralt isn't, like, the greatest thing ever. Like, he's just a really strong monster hunter. So I, I really, really liked that uh, that, that fight. And I also wanted to mention, like, they killed off Rience in this episode in, like, a second with, like, no, with no real, like, difficulty. Like, Yennefer just threw the sword at Geralt and he just cut his head off. Like, it was just like, all right. <laughs> Literally, it was just like a decapitation. It was cool, though. I liked the way they did it. And to be, to be fair, Rience was just a pawn anyway. So mm -hmm. it was not a big deal for me that he died uh, really, really easily. Yes. And obviously the big thing is uh, Siri tapping into her kind of the the unlimited power that she seems to have um and just completely destroying that tower so yeah but that scene was really well uh was, the cgi in that scene was sick yeah totally agree uh now moving forward to episode seven um so siri has obviously been transported to what i believe is a different dimension um do you know if it's the same dimension that she was in at the end of episode uh, uh season two I don't think so because there are several dimensions. I I, I can't really confirm okay. that, but yes, it's definitely a, like a, it's like a different world is kind of the way to, to describe it. Mm -hmm. I don't believe it's the same one off the top of my head, but it it could be. I, I don't really, I don't think there was a confirmation on that, so I, I'm just guessing. Okay, sounds good. Um, so Geralt um is obviously hurt after his battle with with uh, and is uh, healing. He goes to the forest people that Siri went to and. 
season one um and uh just is kind of resting there um and is very much uh in pain um and this is mostly a a siri uh, episode uh, for the most part so we get a siri out in the desert uh trying to find her way out out of there uh she's hallucinating seeing her mother her grandmother um and then she meets uh someone i believe is called falca um, uh, falca yeah Fal- falca yeah okay so falca uh is trying to persuade siri to use fire magic and kind of persuade her in a path that is i guess not uh not the best path for her uh, her being obviously someone with uh an extreme amount of power so um yeah siri kind of relinquishes her powers in a way like i i i, I was kind of confused in this scene um like do you know what happened exactly there like did she relinquish her powers um as uh falkura was Fal- Falca, sorry, was uh, trying to persuade her to do that, or what happened? I'm going to agree with that. I-, I was genuinely a little confused in this episode. Like, okay. I found this episode kind of tested my resolve as a fan. Like, I was sitting there, I was like, um, what does she mean by that? I think it might be more like she's putting like a like a gate inside of her. But okay, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm not going to use the powers. I-, I don't think they're gone from her because there's no chance because the- her character is fundamentally built around the fact that she is a child of elder blood. Yeah. So I don't think it's permanent if anything, but if I remember, like, do you remember if she used her powers at any other point past this moment? Like, I don't no. think we and, saw and that, it. That's right? why it, it leaves me with questions because yeah. yes, in the finale, we don't see her use her powers besides the ability Geralt taught her. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. It's a lot of questions uh, left. I find with this last few episodes. Okay, yeah. Um, and uh, men uh, obviously find her on the edge of the desert there and uh, t- capture her, I guess, um, take her as a prisoner. Um, uh, at the end of the episode, Yaskir goes to find Geralt in that uh, forest place. Um, and uh, Nilfgaard has announced that they have Siri, And uh, that is about the end of episode seven. Um, quick comments or anything you feel is important that I may have missed? No, you nailed it all. I just, I just wanted to quickly like say, like I, I didn't like this episode very much, and it, I don't think it was because it was about Siri or anything. I actually just thought the episode was a little dull, uh, just a, a little bit too much of the same stuff happening in the episode over and over. That was confusing. Like it wasn't like it was like the really, really well done paced story. It actually kind of felt like I was sitting there like, what the fuck, like the whole episode, and that's probably what they were going for. Uh, it just wasn't for me. Uh, I didn't hate the episode. It's just it was one of the weakest episodes of the entire series, in my opinion. No, it probably wasn't. I think it's one of it. It is, I think, the lowest rated uh, of the the series. Um, that said, I would completely agree. Like, Siri is a very interesting character, and I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that it was a Siri episode. Um, it was just like the story was, like you're saying, a little bit dull. Um, and it was kind of it was. It was hard to keep yourself invested in the story at times, right? I agree. Um, moving on to episode eight. Um, so uh, Geralt uh, kind of um, is just like on the edge of um, obviously an extreme amount of pain, but like he is like really wanting to go find Siri. Um, and <laughs> obviously the people that are taking care of him are like, okay, well, get up and go, go get her. And he like literally 
barely can barely move. <laughs> um, and he can't even fight people who are obviously way less skilled than he is. Um, so yeah, um, Frangilla uh, is named governor of Sintra, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. And the queen of the elves, uh, Francesca, has uh, been offered a safe haven uh, by Nilfgaard. Um, but not for all the elves. The elves that are of um, fighting age would remain in the army, essentially, uh, to fight for Nilfgaard. Um, we also get uh, Tessia's death uh, in this episode. Um, do you know what kills her exactly? Was it was it the spell that she did and essentially it just took all the powers away from her and like that was the end or she was like, you know, too weak at that point. I kind of forgot what killed her. Uh, she killed herself. I'm fairly. Oh, is that what happened? Okay, yeah. To me, it looked like she slit her wrists. Um, there was puddles of blood around her arms, and there was a knife like like next to her wrist. So I, okay. I'm assuming she killed herself. Uh, probably couldn't live with the fact that everything happened the way it did. I don't think the spell killed her. I think the spell just like it turned her hair white. So I'm assuming it kind of like took some of her power away. Maybe aged her, like you mentioned earlier. But she, she, I think she killed herself. That's okay. the one I understood. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, Yennefer uh, goes, meets up with Geralt and Yaskier. Uh, Philippa has Visimir killed um, and crowns uh, Radovid king um, of Rydania, right? Uh, Rydania, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rydania. Um, and Frangilla reveals uh, to Francesca that Emir is the one who had the elven child killed her child um yeah that's a that's a tough one to hear considering she spent so much time with fringilla um and she knew the whole time yeah um, that's an old plot too like yeah like that was a plot that they had early like, season two right was it yeah it's not season late season one like i don't remember that's how long ago that was so like that's something that like a callback and i think that was an interesting callback yeah. and i actually kind of like that scene yeah i think it was on i think it was like mid season two if i'm not mistaken um like, yeah, because, probably... because I remember she played out the revenge of killing all the human babies um, right after that happened. Okay, yeah, you, I think you're right. Um, but yeah, anyways, um, obviously a plot that's been kind of in the background for a while, as you're saying, um, and it comes back here. Um, and then Siri arrives uh, at Nilfgaard uh, to be by Emir's side, and we find out that it's actually... Um, the other girl it's fake Siri if you will um, and I feel like this is super interesting because uh, it's kind of well I, I think it's left in the open here like okay who tricked who um, so I feel like that's th- that is kind of interesting here um, Siri is obviously and then we find out is immediately after that Siri is uh, tied up uh, with another boy who said he's part of a rats group um, in a bar by the men who captured her at the end of last episode. Um, uh, Siri and the boy get saved by that group, the rats. Um, and Siri essentially uh, joins uh, the rats under the alias uh, Falcra. Fal- Fal- Falca, sorry. Um, obviously the alias that the, the girl that she met while she was in the desert. Um, and it's kind of unknown. They, they kind of left it in the open the way they finished the episode, obviously staring at Siri um, in her eyes, um, whether or not, um, like, do you think she's been possessed here or do you think um, 
she's just using that um and is maybe potentially under the influence of that character what what are your thoughts there i i kind of assume more it was like her taking a darker turn okay Uh, i i assume she just used the name falca because the name falca is like a bad omen in this kind of universe right okay she's one of Siri's ancestors so obviously she had just met her through visions or what i don't know like illusions or whatever in the previous episode and i I think this is basically foreshadowing that siri might be going down a little bit of a dark path in this upcoming season and obviously she just didn't want to want to give her name away right like she's not gonna be like oh i'm siri like you know what i mean she she was maybe just being also smart maybe she's just angry right there's there's plenty of options they can go with here okay yeah no that's uh that's pretty interesting um Okay. And uh, yeah, Yennefer uh, is gathering all the mages uh, together to go after Vilgeforth. Um, and uh, Geralt and Yaskier and the archer, um, after beating up all those guards, um, are going after Ciri. Um, and this is kind of where season three leaves us. So that's the end of episode eight, the end of season three. Um, what were your general thoughts on uh, this uh, This. I guess part two of The Witcher. Season yeah, three. overall, like it was only three episodes. I kind of wish it would have been five. Like I feel like these episodes went by really quick, and not the like. I'll be honest, not that much happens. Like I don't know. Like I, I liked the episodes. I just I kind of wish there was a little bit more meat on the bone. But otherwise, like I liked this last episode a lot. Like I thought it kind of left us with a lot to do next season, right? Yep. Uh, I think they separated our three main characters being Geralt, Siri, and Yennefer, and they each have their own plots going forward. Um, I also like that they've kind of teased that like Geralt's going to be in a trio with uh, Yaskier and uh, Shang-Chi's sister. I don't know the character's name. Oh, is that her? Is that played by her? Yeah. Oh, I, I, that, that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Right away, I was like, I know that voice. And I was like, you know, she looks familiar. So I Googled it. Yeah, that's uh, the same actress who plays Xia Ling in Shang-Chi. Oh, that's that's super awesome. Good for yeah. her. She looks like she's going to be a main character with them. I don't know her character from books or games or anything, so it's kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, the episode, like, it leaves you wondering a lot, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, we don't really know the direction that they're going to go with a lot of this. Like, is are Geralt and his, you know, his his trio instantly going to go after Siri, or are they going to get caught on, like, a side quest kind of situation? And then same with Siri, like you said, like, she might be possessed. I, I don't know. And I think that's the point. Like, we don't know what's wrong with her. There's like a, almost a glow in her eyes. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, there's, like I said, it's like a bad omen to use, the, like, for the name Falca. So I think it's kind of teasing dark things. Um, but overall, like, uh, I thought this ended the season well. Uh, I thought season three overall was just as good as season two. I think one thing, though, with The Witcher, and I, 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 I'll talk about it more later, because I, I do want to get your opinion on the entire show from season one till now later. But did you think these last three episodes were sufficient as a, as a season finale? I think it was, but I'm a little honestly puzzled at the reasoning why they split the season into two parts. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like it may, it may have fit better if if this was all just, you know, season three released at once. Um so like I'm I'm just like puzzled as to why they split into two parts. Um and I can understand people's frustration with maybe being a little bit underwhelmed with these last three episodes. Um that said though, I would I would agree with what you're saying. Like I enjoyed the episodes. Um episode seven was obviously a series-centric episode and kind of took us away from the plot a little bit for the 
time being. That's it. Siri is the main character, right? So it's not really taking us away from the plot, but but I would understand people's frustration with that episode, um, especially mostly because of the fact that it's it's Cavill's last episodes as The Witcher, um, and you're releasing three episodes, and one of them barely has him in it. So I c- I could understand that frustration in a way. Um, now that said, um, speaking of Henry's last episodes, um. I would say that uh, I feel like this story for Geralt makes sense uh, in terms of the the storyline and where it's going. Um, But I I can understand how either he would be frustrated or people would be frustrated with this being Geralt's last episodes because he doesn't really get to do much. Um, That said, like like the writers and the, the the. the showrunner is not going to be like, okay, you're leaving. We're going to give you one last big hurrah. Like, no, they're like the story keeps going. Right. Um, you know, they're not going to bend because <laughs> Henry decides he doesn't want to be the witcher anymore. And they, you know, cast someone else in the role. Um, so I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but that, that is kind of my opinion there. Um, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Like the thing is too, like the world's going on, like, there's no finality to this, right? Like, yeah. we're assuming this story is just going to continue from here, but with Liam uh, as Geralt. So, yeah, like, I'm still not happy with it. I don't think a lot of people are. Um, but I still think Henry gave it his all. Like, there was the last episode actually had my favorite sequence of the season, and it was the sequence of him uh, and Yaskier trying to get through the Nilfgaardian, like, block or checkpoint, I guess. Yeah. Like, him going back after the Nilfgaardian soldier like refused this family and robbed them. Uh, that's so Geralt. And I just, I thought that scene was so perfect. Like he is that type of, 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 a, of a person where he would fight for the, for the, the poor and the, you know, the uncared for. And, and I thought that sequence was so great. It was also a good callback because he gave up the charm, I guess, or like the brooch or whatever that he took from rent or yeah, he got from Renfrey in the first season, it was kind of like a symbolism of him moving on in a sense. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. Like, I think that's like the best sequence of the season for me. I, there was something special there. It, it screamed the Witcher to me. And, and I, I really liked that. I thought it was a really good send off for him. That's awesome. Um, I guess another thing that's happening here is, um, and this is what I got of it. If you got something else from it, uh, let me know. Um, but I feel like Yennefer is uh, going to be the one to kind of, uh, take over for Tissaia at Eretuza. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but I feel like that's where it's kind of going to go. That's the way they were angling it for sure. Um, yeah, it looked like they were kind of giving her like the mother of, like not mother, but like the leader of the Brotherhood story in a sense. Like we're sh- mm-hmm. and they kind of showcased it a little bit too, right? With like they kind of grouped up those those witches of the uh, or those witches, those sorceresses of of that group, and you know, it seems like yeah, she'll be the one kind of being their leader and guiding them. Uh, and I think it's going to lead to probably, uh, them all breaking up at some point, like they do in later on in the story, in the books and in the, in the okay. games. But we'll see, like right now we're kind of slowly getting to the location where I'm starting to like, I know where we're going. Like, cause I, some of this stuff is relevant later on, like, like, um, Radovid becoming King of Redania is extremely important and, we finally got there and I knew that was going to happen. I think if you remember, uh, I called it uh, when we talked about the mid season finale, mm-hmm. I, I think Vizimir is going to die and, and he's going to become King. And he did. So kudos to me. <laughs> kudos to you. No, give yourself a pat on the back. You've earned it. 
But yeah, quickly before <laughs> I, I will want to get your thoughts on the series as a whole up till this point. I have one major flaw with this show, and it's like really, really disappointing. And it's that they simply do not give us enough of Yennefer, Geralt, and Siri together at, at a, together. Um, it's the best aspect of the show. Those three actors have such great chemistry. Those characters have such a great relationship, and I find they do whatever they can to separate them. And I just don't think we get enough of that dynamic. And I think that's like almost like you know taking out your best player in 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 a sport, right? It, it's tough to. Yeah. You know, think that they're going to do well when you take away the best aspect. Uh, I don't know if you agree with me on that, but that's definitely no, something that bothers me. Exactly. It's like having your best card in your hand and never playing it. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's a better example. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, no, I, I would completely agree. And and it happened briefly in this second part, right, where they were all together. And then Yennefer immediately left um, to go back to Eratusa. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I would completely agree because I really enjoyed the first is it the two first two or three episodes this season, or maybe it was only the first two or even the first episode? Um, but like you know, when they all three of them were together, kind of on the run, and you know, you know, uh, Siri was training with Geralt. Siri was training with Yennefer. Um, I feel like that was some of the best uh, time spent on the show. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's really interesting watching all those characters interact together. Um, and have scenes together. And like you said, like they have really great chemistry. Um, so I, I feel like it's really a shame. And I hope um, I hope the chemistry with Liam Hemsworth is just as good as the one with uh, Henry Cavill. Because, um, and I hope we just get more of those scenes because it would be fantastic. Um, yeah, I agree. It would really help, I feel, people's enjoyment of the show. Right? You need to have something to root for. Um, and if you give us more scenes of them together, then it's something easy for people to gravitate to and to kind of, you know, enjoy and uh, want to watch. So um, obviously, each time they separate, you're cheering for them to get back together. Um, but if we don't get scenes of them together to show why they're so great together, um, then, you know, you have people, you know, not as many people will want to cheer for that. If that makes any sense. I completely agree with that. Like you're, you're wording it perfectly. Uh, other than that, though, like the show is a little like, I'll be honest, another issue I do have. It's not a big one, though. It's more like me just be maybe I'm just, you know, not the most intelligent person. <laughs> I find the show confusing a lot. Uh, a lot of the times I'm wondering, like, if I understand or not, like, I'm just like, OK, am I under am I understanding this correctly or am I like completely misunderstanding and I'm not following the story properly? I don't think you're alone in that, to be honest with you. I think this is a very confusing show. Um, and it's there's so many plot lines happening at the same time. Um, in a way, it's kind of similar to Game of Thrones, right? Because there's so many fucking things happening. Um, and if you don't pay attention, if you don't write notes, um, and let's be honest, for the most part, people don't write notes. No. Um, and the other thing is, like, they take two two years between seasons, and you kind of don't remember uh, the small plot line that comes back. You know, in this season, you're like, oh, yeah, that did happen last season. <laughs> and you don't remember because it's been so long. Um, So, no, I, I I, would completely concur with you there. Like, it's it's something that I, I feel like this show um, just naturally is more complicated. Um, And if someone were to binge, like, let's say, let's say they make it to six seasons or something. And someone were to binge five seasons before season six comes out, they would probably understand the show a lot better than. Uh, you and I, who've watched it as it comes out, 
Um, we've both enjoyed it, but you know, it's just been so long between seasons that you kind of forget different plot lines. Yeah, exactly. And like, I'm even saying that as somebody who knows some of these characters from other medias. So that's why it's like, there's just a lot going on. And you like, like you compared it to Game of Thrones. I think Game of Thrones handled it better. I, I was a lot less confused in Game of Thrones. I knew where they were. I knew what they were doing. There was more, I, I think more of it had to do with the landmarks were more obvious in there. Like I find a lot of the locations that's in this fair. show look the same. So it's like, where are we? Uh, who's this? Like, and it's not like eventually I understood, right? You you get to know the actor's face and they say their names enough, but like it's earlier in the season and, you know, just some new characters are introduced. It, I'm just like, who's that? So it that's not, it's like a minor problem because it doesn't really affect my enjoyment of this show. And it, it never really has either. For sure. Um, now, one thing I just wanted to talk about quickly. Um, now, Amir doesn't know that his daughter is not really his daughter. Um, who, do you think someone set him up? Do you think what? What do you think happened there? Uh, it's Vilgefortz. Uh, he. It's Vilgefortz. Okay. Yeah, he was he was doing the um, experiments on those girls earlier yes. in the season, correct? And that was the same girl that he was trying to trick into thinking she was Siri. And I, I think all it was oh. is he, he ended up succeeding. And he, I think, because he couldn't find Siri, that he just brought this girl to him. I also found it interesting. His face was like burnt. Yeah. In the last episode, and I, we didn't see what happened to him. Was that a part of the... Because he was right beside Siri when she took down that tower. Oh, you're right. Okay, you are, I, you're right. That's probably all it was. Because, like, yeah, the entire side of his face was all mangled. And I was confused a little. I was like, when did that happen? But no, you are right. I forgot that he was so close to the tower when it got destroyed. And that's probably when he lost her. And yeah. when he was like, oh, well, you know what? Plan B, I'm going to trick Amir. And yeah, because he was telling he was telling Siri, no, 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 don't do, you're not ready for that. Um, yes, and, and you're then right. She okay. just went at it and obviously took down the tower. Yeah, this is making more sense now. So yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, okay, that makes sense. Um, and thanks for explaining the the Vilgefortz uh, betrayal there. Okay, cool. Um, what do you think is next for uh, obviously Radovid uh, now being in charge of Rydania? Uh, being king of Rydania, that is, and uh, Francesca and the elves, and maybe Frangilla. These are tough plot lines because these are like the I find these are like side plot lines, um, that kind of don't really, you know, I, I feel like they don't mend well with the main plot, so it is very difficult for me to be like, oh, where are they going to go? I do believe there's going to be a, a, an arc though between Frangilla and Francesca, though, where they are rivals, okay, uh, right? And I, I think that might lead to one of them dying, um. But when it comes to Redania, I think that's one of the most interesting ones because I always I thought Dijkstra was one of the most clever and interesting characters this season, and I like how he's kind of manipulate him and uh, uh, Philippa. They're kind of manipulating Redania to their control. I think that's one of the most cool plots. I know that in the games uh, that Radovid is kind of crazy. There's something that's obviously going to lead him to that. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it for you because I think I know what it is, and it's an actual spoiler. So I'm going to let that one simmer. But uh, we're probably going to slowly see him descend into madness because he didn't want to be there, right? He was actually hoping to go find Yaskier. Uh, so no, yeah. he was leaving. He was leaving. Um, and, and then all of a sudden his king. brother died and they crowned him king. And that was all part of Philip, or, yeah, Philippa's plan, clearly. Yes. So, you know, it, I, I think that's going to start his slow descent into probably what, what I would define as madness. And, uh, you know, I think that's going to be one of the more interesting storylines in the next season. Now, quickly before I we continue... I don't know how official this is, but I heard this show has been shelved for now um, with the potential of it not returning. Now, I can't confirm the legitimacy of that, but I actually seen some pretty big YouTubers talking about it. So 
I really hope that's not true. I don't know if you've seen anything on that, though. Like, did you see any reports like that over the last few weeks? I haven't seen that. And to be honest with you, I feel like that's people just uh, spitting at the wall to see what sticks. Um, I hope and, because they would um, be ashamed because uh, we, we were kind of left with a cliffhanger in a sense. So it yeah, was no. Yeah, sorry to cut you off there, but I, I feel like that would, that's completely false. Um, and um, yeah, like this show is still very popular. Um, even if it is sort of declining um, in viewership, like that tends to happen a lot of times for like, especially a popular, a show that like was as popular as season one of The Witcher. Um, I yes, feel like it, exactly. it's just natural. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, it's still very popular. Um, last I heard was they had a five, you know, they were confirmed up to five seasons. They were hoping to film season four and five back-to-back, if I'm not mistaken, with uh, Liam Hemsworth uh, obviously taking the role of Geralt. Um, And uh, they'll probably wait and see for, you know, what's next after that. Um, You know, know, if they're still well-received and it still has the viewership that asks for more, um, I would anticipate they continue to do that, you know, until they either feel they've concluded on a mark that they feel makes sense, or... um, Let's say, you know, the actress who plays Siri or the actress who plays Yennefer, you know, if they get into, you know, more negotiations for contracts and things kind of fall through and they say, okay, you know, we should really end it at this point on a good point, on a good mark, then, you know, it is what it is sometimes. That's what happens with shows, um, especially shows that go for on and on and on and on forever. Right. So, yeah. Um, and they obviously have a spinoff. I think we talked about this a a quite a few weeks ago now but i feel i think uh, they have a rats spinoff called um they haven't announced it yet um obviously we get introduced to the group of the rats uh, at the end of season three um and i'm intrigued because i heard it was kind of a prequel um but i like i'm curious to see if this is like a continuation because siri has obviously joined the rats at the end of season three so if this is a continuation of the story does that mean siri will be in that or if it is a prequel, maybe it's just a, a filler story kind of in between season three and four, where we will obviously uh, continue with Siri being a part of the rats uh, at the beginning of season four. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I kind of hope it is a prequel. Like, I want to get to know these characters. And it, it might actually help streamline season four because we won't have to fucking get all... I think there was like six of them. They won't have to do this expositional dump to give us character breakdowns of each of them. We would know who they were, right? So For sure. I, I think that would be a really good tactic. And I, they also looked like a very interesting group of characters. They all kind of looked like they had their own unique uh, aspect to them so i you know i would like that and knowing that they are the characters we're probably going to see the show about actually has me a little more excited for that than blood origins did so uh that one actually probably will grab my attention for sure um now obviously liam hemsworth is taken over um, i'm excited to see his portrayal of Geralt. i'm just obviously just willing to give him a shot like i'm not willing to, to hate on him immediately and uh, or anything like that so i'm curious to see how that goes and uh uh, I wish him all the luck. He's, I, was, I really like the show and uh, I want it to succeed. So I um, agree with that for sure. Um, I'm going to give him a chance, but I'm also openly or not openly, but I'm very much going to be not too lenient with him. Like if he's not nailing it the way Henry was, again, it's not even because it's Henry. I think it's more because I love the character. And if he does, just doesn't have that chemistry with the other actors and he just doesn't do it well, like it, it could ruin the show. So I'm I, I'm expecting myself to have high standards here. 
for the character, but I look forward to it and I'm, I'm going to be open-minded with it. Uh, sure. Overall though. Yeah. Uh, you, if you had to rate the seasons overall, like as a series, so not individually, but like as a series, like, do you think this is one of those all time great shows where you're, where you're going to look at it and be like, damn, that was a damn good show. Or do you think it's just something that you're passing the time with? Yeah. I don't think it's on my all time list. Um, I don't think it will make my all time list. Um, I, I feel like it's just something I'm enjoying in the, in the moment. Um, it's something that is entertaining to watch. Um, and yeah, no, I, I enjoy it. It's entertaining. Um, it's fun to watch. It's fun to sit down and spend, you know, two hours a night or whatever watching two episodes. Um, but in terms of all time shows or something like that, I don't think it's anywhere close to that. And that's not saying the show is bad. Um, I, nope. just, I just don't think it's at the quality of the shows that I would put in that status, if you know what I mean. No, I completely agree with you. Yeah, I was just about to say the same thing. Like, I'm enjoying it for what it is. It's do it's better than a lot of people are acting like it is. Like a lot of people are acting like this is garbage, and that's just false. It's it's got really good moments, but yeah, there's I think there's a little bit of a quality missing in some parts of it that I'm just like a little bit not pleased with. In the sense that like I was kind of hoping it would be better here or better there, but there is some moments in here that are like near perfection. So it it gives it a good balance and it makes it a very likable show that. Yeah, like I'm glad that we'll probably hopefully get another two seasons of it. Absolutely. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about uh, for season three of The Witcher? No, I don't think so. I'm I'm a little sad that it's already over though. Like I like like we were saying, it just went so quick, and it's like we're gonna be waiting a while for season four just because of the of the strikes and everything going on there. Yeah, they so, were originally like, supposed to start filming in uh, September, but uh, obviously that's not gonna happen. Yeah. So. And that's another thing. This show might lose a little bit of its momentum with a long, long break. So we'll see. Uh, hopefully people stick with the show because I do believe it's going to keep, you know, ascending in terms of like the plot's going to become a little bit more interesting, I think, at some points in the in the near future because things are going to start unraveling. Uh, hopefully people give it a chance. I know I will. I will, too. I will, too. All right, let's uh, wrap it up right here, then. So that brings us to the end of this episode of the Movie Multiverse podcast. Uh, next week, Stephen and I will have a Star Wars character draft uh, in honor of, obviously, uh, Ahsoka releasing in a couple weeks. So uh, we're both very excited for that. I'll probably have a review for High School Musical, the musical, the series, um, season four. Um, I'm very excited for that. And uh, yeah. Have a good week, everyone. Thanks for listening. That'll do it for this episode of the Movie Multiverse podcast. If you like this episode, feel free to leave a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. If you know anyone who might like this show, feel free to share it with them so we can grow our podcast audience. Follow us on Twitter at Movie Multipod. You can follow Steven at Your Uncle Steven, and you can follow me at Gab underscore Chartier. Thanks for listening, and have a good week, everyone.